Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 320 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by the... Kayla! Sincerely, Kayla Dawn. Yay! Thank Kayla. you, Kayla. Thank you. Thank we you, love you. best friend. We love you. So, today, we will be discussing part two of chapter seven of nice. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. You're welcome. The Will of Albus Dumbledore. So, make sure that you've read the chapter and you're ready to inherit your way through the details. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's a good one you're welcome it's time for the recap <laughs> oh, okay alright speaking of we kind of I, I have no buffer in between so I just have to go with it <laughs> we kind of had our own r- 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 recap episode anyway right True. we did we, uh, we did. took a moment because we had to like kind of adjust our episodes a little bit so we took a moment to talk about our latest reads anything we're watching games we're playing anything we've been up to lately outside of the pod plus like any potter news that had happened recently and there was actually quite a bit that stacked up so it was a good time it was yeah all right let's let's hear what we're gonna talk about today molly, okay molly <laughs> bakes a cake it's in the shape of a snitch. <laughs> Hagrid gives Harry his mokeskin purse. Arthur brings the minister home to talk to the trio, and they have no idea what it could be about. It's the will of Dumbly. Ron gets the Deluminator. Hermione gets the tales of Beetle the Bard. And Harry gets a snitch. We want. And also a sword, but he's not allowed to have it. <laughs> Also, but it was a clue. Twas a clue, trio. Also a hollow, but he didn't know. True. What's a hollow? Oh. A hollow, hollow with you. With you. Oh, <laughs> Jinx, F-F. you both owe me a Coke. FF. Do I get double? No. Mm, no. It's double your pleasure. Double your fun. <laughs> Something double mint gum. Oh, oh my, oh my gosh. Oh, man, I haven't had double mint gum in a long time. Because it's usually spearmint. I, I wish don't I care remembered the whole jingle. Staying fresh, staying cool. Something fresh and for our life. Break me off a piece of that fancy Fancy piece. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends. Because if you like us, then they will too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and gives you access to all of our exclusive extras. As always, we are accepting Potter stories or just any fun stuff, questions, or concerns to our email which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, move it or lose it. Mrs. Weasley's coming through with Harry's birthday cake. It's a beach ball size. Do we really need that much? Are there that many people here? I guess yeah. Hagrid's probably pretty hungry. He probably has a good appetite. I don't know. I would it just eat seemed... a very large piece of Molly Weasley's cake. <laughs> True that. It's probably good. What flavor do you think it is? I hope it's just good old vanilla. 
<laughs> or butterscotch. No. Ooh. Butterscotch cake? Yeah. yeah. No, icing. I was going to say. It was like yellow cake. cake. Butterscotch icing. Yeah. It's Not pretty. almond, right? No. Almond cake is trash. It's okay, what? but I don't no. want it all the time. No. I like no. it in small quantities. I like it in no, small quantities. No, you don't. That's do. wrong. <laughs> I also like fully understand that it's completely fake, but I'm sorry, I just don't like almond. <sighs> I just like, like real good almonds? old like white cake, vanilla. I like a good marble cake. or a chocolate. Yeah. See, mm, I only like chocolate no. if it's like homemade because in the box it's just like, I doesn't taste like chocolate. I actually to me. hate chocolate cake. <laughs> devil's food for some reason i like no. devil's food cake which is or not devil food red velvet but that's just chocolate but i don't know why pudding cake pudding I, cake is chocolate i hate pudding cake, cake is life you hate pudding cake no i hate, you hate my grandma too i hate chocolate oh cake. my chocolate God. cake <laughs> <laughs> i never met your grandma but i'm sure i would love her <laughs> well say a prayer she's up there you could talk to her She's yeah. going to come visit you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Get her>, grandma. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, man. Anyways. Well, I hope that it's marble because marble is my fave. Why? It doesn't the best taste of both like worlds. anything. Yeah, it doesn't the taste best like anything. of both worlds. But both Chilling those worlds are no good. It's the worst. Oh my God, we're gonna have to, uh, we have to move on. I can't talk to you guys <laughs> I just about can't this anymore. With chocolate cake, it literally tastes like nothing. Casada. Yeah, that's good. Do you want to want to agree on that? Yeah, that's good. She didn't even ask him what flavor he wanted. No, on she didn't. Page. Uh, well, maybe she did. Maybe she did. Yeah. Jinx, you me coke. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like casada cake, Katie? I don't know if I ever had it. Uh, one of our one of our Swish Miss cakes was casada cake. Yeah. You've had I it. I have liked all the cakes we've eaten, so well, I must have So, okay, it. we're good. Casada. <laughs> that works. delicious. Oh, my gosh. So, she Wingardium Leviosa, the cake over, and everyone sits at the table. We're all outside. Harry gives her a compliment. A normal human compliment. <laughs> a, like a regular civil person. <laughs> and Ron thinks it's some kind of a major award and is like, good one harry and it's like no this is not from your book it's just being decent <laughs> that's literally what i thought i was like why is he like why is I, he... I can't see it. <laughs> i'm like i don't think that that was in the book to say thank you for baking a cake for me <laughs> gosh i like choked when i read that over i was like no ron why because he's ron Oh gosh! Does I can't find. I'm sure I some cupcakes because I cannot stop thinking about cake now. Well, I don't think unless it's Santa Claus, no one's getting through this snow. Where's Rudolph when you need him? I or guess zero? I might have ingredients zero. to make a cake tonight. Zero. Go higher, guys! All I wanted today, all I wanted today was Kraft mac and cheese, Sometimes and I did the responsible the thing. And I did not go out in this weather and go and get Kraft mac and cheese like I wanted to. If you I went out in the morning, you'd have been fine. Yeah, well, I didn't want it until 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Tiffany. I am sorry that your craving hit <laughs> as snow did. <laughs> uh, so I made it myself, and it did not hit the spot. 
I, you know, I made homemade mac and cheese. Sometimes <laughs> you wasn't need what I the blue wanted. box. You got the blue box blues. I was so annoyed. Blue mm. box blues. It just wasn't as good. Sorry. I mean, realistically, it was better, but it wasn't good. You know? No, what I, I mean? get. No, I know. And I don't want to tell you that I have a box here. But is it thick and creamy? Because I don't like the regular. Oh, no. Okay. I, I didn't even know thick and creamy was a deal. Oh, my God, Tiffany. It's freaking game changer. It's so good. Buy well, it next time. Give oh, your kids okay. the good stuff. They deserve it. The, it that's a Marty purchase. Well, that's Marty's him. box of mac and His cheese. Kids He's not sharing. Deserve, <laughs> he and he eats it out of the pot. <laughs> that's what I do, too, sometimes. <laughs> Why don't you and Marty just have a date night and just eat your own separate pots of mac and cheese? <laughs> sometimes I'll also put it in a mixing bowl because I just want all of it. <laughs> no, I can understand. Yeah. Anyway. Tiffany all just right. tells her kids her, that they're Hershey eating children and they don't deserve mailies. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it. I've said it. They like Hershey's. If you're yeah. going to like Hershey's, you're not eating the Mallies. Yeah. <laughs> you're eating the Hershey's that God. we had from Halloween. Yep. <laughs> I just not, want Not my fresh Lindor chocolate. Right. <laughs> I sound terrible. I do share with my kids, you guys. Don't get me wrong. She does. I've seen it. Okay. Um, so, Three. yes. By 7 o'clock. The rest of the guests have arrived. Fred, George, Haggard, Lupin, Tongs. Um, I really like this interaction with Harry and Haggard because it's a sweet little callback to Sorcerer's Stone. Um, and he's like, this is the first time we met was, you know, six years ago. But it was really just like the second time, I guess, if you count him as a toddler. Anywho, Harry does a nice little river river recap of the events of the hut on the rock. And he goes, quote, didn't you smash it on the front door? Give Dudley a pig's tail and tell me I was a wizard. I forget the details. Hagrid <laughs> chortled. 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 Oh man. Anyways, I typed front food in case anybody was wondering instead of front door. I must've been hungry doing these front food. Oh man. I just like that. I like that little nod back to um, a fun moment for everyone in Sorcerer's Stone. So we have Lupin. It was a good moment. You're a wizard. Lupin and Tonks are both there. Tonks is looking radiant and Lupin looks rather unhappy, according to Harry. Um, In my brain, he regrets everything and everything by meaning like marrying her which is really terrible to say and it feels bad like i feel bad saying that but like in this moment he does and that comes up um later at grimold place when harry and him finally have like their all-out argument um and i don't know it makes me sad like he's so unhappy that he can only momentarily like put on a smile for people like that's how unhappy he is because we know that he has not had the happiest of times and he's always been able to like put on that mask and he like can't fully do that anymore and it, i don't know it makes me sad it's super sad it is super sad hagrid tells us that hogwarts has some 
brand new unicorns and I cannot handle that because it's a cute, cute cuties. They're adorable if you see them at Universal. There's what one. Is, what is that, a horse? <laughs> a Who gold says horse? That? You. I did? Me? Oh, Tiffany. Oh. <laughs> I sent her a oh, picture of the new, horn. the new baby <laughs> unicorn plush. And she goes, what is that, a horse? He's a baby <laughs> unicorn. Well, I wanted it to have at least a little nub horn. It's a baby. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> What is that, a horse? <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me some person said that, and I was like, those guys are dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I guess that's, I had it coming. Uh. <laughs> Anyways. um, I feel really sad about this because Hagrid is fully under the impression that the trio is coming back to Hogwarts because he's like, wait till you see him. Um, and it's kind of interesting that like Hagrid has no idea because that's how thoroughly protected this information is that everybody has. Um, but it's also kind of weird because they're kind of keeping a secret from someone in the order as to what their plans are, because what they know is the trio is not returning to Hogwarts, right? And many in the order know this. They don't know what they're doing, but they know that they're not going back. But Hagrid does not have that information. It's kind of weird to me. I just connected that. So I got to write it down. (laughs) It's kind of weird to me. Like, do you think that that is just showing that maybe they don't... Well, Fleur for for sure doesn't trust him. Nobody knows the Mundungus-Snape interaction. So everybody thinks that someone slipped. And everybody right. assumed that night that it was Hagrid because he had slipped previously. So it just doesn't feel very good right now in the moment. But, I mean, who's to say? If you read yeah. between the pages, that might be, you know. True. Something to say. I don't have that time to write that down. That makes me sad for him. Mm-hmm. Because he's so trustworthy. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Hagrid. You know. Um, but Hagrid gets award for gift of the year with this mokeskin pouch. Um, it's like everything to Harry throughout the rest of this book for hiding things. Um, it's a small magical bag that's used for storing items. Go figure. That's what you do with bags. Um, but there's an enchantment on it to allow it to carry like a greater capacity. Um, much like Hermione's bag. An undetectable extension charm, I think, is what she put on hers. But um, Mokeskin is really cool because Hagrid says, quote, hide anything in there and no one but the owner can get it out. They're rare of them. So not only does it have, like, an extended amount of space, but, like, kind of under lock and key. Um, And a a moke is a type of lizard, which I didn't know until I was doing my notes in my book because I just figured it was furry and not scaly. Something furry. Yeah, it's on the, uh, it's on the mom at a level 3X. Oh, jeez. I know. It's a lizard or a lizard, if you will. It's silver and green. Hmm. So it's probably in Slytherin house. Megan. (laughs) 
Um, I just to quickly go back to Hagrid not knowing. I like what mm. C.J. Marie said. What'd they say? Uh, they need Hagrid to have plausible deniability when he returns to Hogwarts because people know how close he is to them. So it's still not trusting him, though. True. Yeah. Okay. Still not trusting him. Yeah. True. Okay. Valid. But in time of war, I can understand their fear because that stems from fear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's not treated like a regular order member in the moment. One that's so close to this circle of order members. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like no one's going to be like, hey, Daedalus Diggle, guess <laughs> what? You know? Yeah. No one's going to provide that information to, to someone more so on the outside of that circle. Um, but Hagrid's not on the outside of that circle. I guess he is now. I don't know. Thoughts to think. Also, um, sure. I just need to say that you've completely changed everything in my brain to me, telling me that a moke is a freaking lizard. I'm really sorry. I seriously, like, pictured yeah. that pouch, like, furry. Brown and furry is what was in my brain. Brown and furry. I kind of hate it. I didn't I'm picture so it super... Sorry. <laughs> I didn't picture it super, like, fluffy, but I pictured it, like, with, like, a... I almost it, like a suede. Like... <laughs> A mole. Yeah, a mole skin. What, how do I say that? Sarkir? Sarkir says, oh, oh, hold on. The Discord's running wild. I imagined oh, it like a beaver. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah like, like the color Maybe of it a could beaver. like be like, and then the fur like, you know, like beads water off or something like this. Why yeah. have I never looked up what a moke is? Hold on. I need to look at a picture. I think I hold always... on. I got to ground someone real quick. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think I always read it moleskin until this time. I realized that's not correct. Mm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Moke, a magical lizard. I mean, maybe I did. Um, oh my let's God. continue on. No, it looks... Ew, no. I'm sorry. Did it I ruin like everything? It looks like a bearded dragon, but green. I'm, I'm sorry. Who's skinning these things? It better have died naturally, I'll tell you that. Or it, like, should be it's able to shed. It's a Birkin bag. Also, Richard hasn't like bought Emily a Birkin bag. I'm really sorry to Kara because she literally has a bearded dragon, like, cuddling on her chest right now. Yep, <gasps> Show this me. bag looks like it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, can you please send a picture of your little dragon? Yeah. We need to see your BB. Okay. I'm sorry, a green and silver bearded dragon, Brandon. Green and silver. I'm sorry Brandon we're hung up on this but bag. But hold on. Bearded dragons, aren't they usually like tan? I don't. This They're is a magical universe. What's happening with you? Hold on. Hold on. No. Brandon said <laughs> he said a green bearded dragon. So a bearded dragon. Aren't bearded dragons usually like a tan color? Yeah, like a brown Kara's, Kara's little lizard Thank is yeah, tan and Not and green, Brandon. Are there <laughs> green ones? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're sass. I love you, Brandon. It's because she didn't get her mac and cheese, you guys. <laughs> it I'm sorry. is. I just want craft mac and it's cheese. It's the same as wearing a hood. She's not, but <laughs> not getting mac and cheese will do that to her. I, think I apologize to everyone. Shh. <laughs> I don't think they changed color. You're lying. <laughs> okay. Can we move on from yeah, this sorry. subject? Smoke skin. 
Uh, guess who decides to show up? Charlie. Charlie. Ed himself. Oh my God, Charlie. Ed's here. Ed's here. Um, mm-hmm. Charlie has a really short haircut thanks to Molly. Come on, Molly. He's got burns and scratches and he's muscly and oh my gosh, he sounds dreamy to me. <sighs> Charlie bit me. Charlie. Been meaning to write for ages. How's Norbert doing? Norbert, Charlie laughed. The Norwegian Ridgeback? I call her Norbert and now. Wah, Norbert's a girl. Oh, yeah, said Charlie. Wah. How can you tell? <laughs> Asked Hermione. They're a lot more vicious, said Charlie. He looked over his shoulder and dropped his voice. Wish Dad would hurry up and get here. Mom's getting edgy. Um, This is funny to me because they're talking about how the females are more vicious and then they roll right into Molly being <laughs> Speaking of vicious females. She (laughs) shaved his head. Um, Is that real for like all Annie males? Do female animals tend to be more vicious? Because in my house, it's true for us human animals. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my general knowledge is like males are usually more laid back. I mean, think of like even lions. Like I was thinking of lions. The ones that go out and hunt. What does that say for like lesbian relationships? Man. We're BA. I don't know. Yeah, I think that female animals do tend to be more vicious. Because if you think about like, especially whenever they have babies, right? Like that is like when they're at their most dangerous. I am a danger 24-7. Come at me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Molly's vicious. Moving on. Mrs. Weasley is feeling edgy because, yeah, it's wartime. Her husband's very much hated. He's at his workplace that is teeming with Death Eaters who hate him. So, yeah, she's probably going to be edgy. <laughs> I just needed to get that out there. Um <laughs> She's like, we're going to have to get started without Arthur because it's like getting late. And then there's a streak of light. Quote, a bright silver weasel. Very nice sounds. Which stood on its hind legs and spoke with Mr. Weasley's voice. I imagine it's hannies, like squirrel hannies. You know when squirrels stand up and they're like tucked, like real proper. It says, Minister of Magic coming with me. And then it's poof, gone. And Fleur's family's like, oh my gosh, what's that bit of magic? Um, <laughs> Harry knows that they, they look astonished. Yeah, they said it just like that. Got it. Um, they've never seen this before. This is, isn't this spell of Dumbledore's own invention. So can you imagine seeing a Patronus speak? It would tend to leave you with like, oh my goodness, teach me that spell. Right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Super handy. Okay. Lupin's like, we got to be outie. They bounce. And he's like, I'll explain later. Outie. We outie. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's like epic confusion around why the minister is going to be coming to their house. But there's zero time to discuss this because um, there they are. Scrooge Mirror United himself, all lined out and ready to get mean. And Mr. Weasley coming along with him. Quote, as... I almost said a scrudge mirror. As Scrooger <laughs> came within range of the lantern light, Harry saw that he looked much older than the last time they had met. Scraggy and grim. Um, 
political office will take its toll on anyone. It takes no prisoners. Um, if you have a moment and you have access to the internet highway in your handies, which you probably do because you're listening to a podcast, um, look up presidents at the start of their terms, comparisons to the end of their terms. It's crazy. Dude, even Obama's, like, it's a mess. Man grade, real quick. He did. The stress of that job. Ooh, I don't know why anybody wants it. Ooh. Nope. Um, I need better people to want it, but that's just me. Um, and then his eyes are lingering on that snitch cake. Like he's already thinking, oh, this kid knows this little snitch I got in my pocket. This kid knows about it. So I'm going to question him to oblivion. But we also have to talk about something, my friends. How many people are sitting at this table? Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, go I ahead, I remember Tiffany. you texting about this, I think. Ruined my day. Yeah. I was counting the people that are sitting at this table, and I had Brandon double-check for me many moons ago. Um, what we came to the conclusion was is that there's 13 people at this table. You helped me count the number of people that were uh, sitting at this table. Um. And I'm sure this is old news on the internet. I'm not... I mean, sometimes I think I come up with pretty good stuff on my own. And I haven't <laughs> seen it on the internet. So, But I don't think that this is brand, brand new information. But it was really new information for me when I was reading and counting. And um, so there's 13 people sitting at this birthday table. And the first to rise are Lupin and Tonks. I hate it. And Trelawney says, when 13 people die, the first to rise dies. Well, guess what? They did. So here's the thing. Because we know um, that Fred is also at this table. Um, But I think that we can probably draw the conclusion that Lupin was the first one to go. Yeah. Um, he was dueling Dolohov when Harry met Hermione and Ron after they were getting the Basilisk fangs. And he was like, where's, where's uh, Remus? And they were like battling Dolohov. She, she pieces out. So I think that he was probably already gone. Yep. Yeah. So I just think Trelawney has something going on. Okay. She may be a fraud, but she's not a total fraud. She's just, she gets it right sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things? Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. 
These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline, and it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. If you're a muggle like me and you don't have Molly Weasley cooking for you every day, then you need to listen to this. Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. Let me tell you guys, they are absolutely delicious. I have not met a factor meal yet that I didn't like, and my favorite is the jalapeno grilled chicken, cheddar cheese. Oh, it's so good. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for, guys? Two-minute meals, fuel up fast with Factors, restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They've got snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. Done the math for you. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Flexible for your schedule? Get as much or as little as you need by choosing from 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or you can reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, no cleanup, all of that. Head to factormeals.com slash flick50 and use code flick50 to get 50% off. That's code flick50 at factormeals.com slash flick50 to get 50% off. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm done. Oh. Sorry to ruin everybody's day. Thanks, Tuff. <laughs> <laughs> when 13 to nine. Oh, man. Uh, so, Scrimmy, that's his new nickname that I came up with today while I... I don't well, know if I, I can do it. I was doing my notes because I was so tired of typing scridge. Scr- oh my god! Oh my! Scrimger. So I was like, uh, I'm calling him Scrimmy. So sorry to intrude. He says, and he also wishes Harry a happy birthday. Well, he says, I don't know. He doesn't say happy birthday. He says something. Um, and because he sees the cake, and then he says he wants a private word with him and also with Ron and Hermione. And Ron is, like, visibly surprised by this, but Scrimmy won't give details. Um, But he does ask Arthur for some place to meet with them. And Arthur says that they can go in the sitting room in the house since everyone here is sitting outside. There's nobody inside. Um, And he tells Arthur not to accompany them. He just wants it to be the trio and him. So Harry's first thoughts here are that the minister slash the ministry has figured out that the three of them plan to drop out. Which, honestly, is a, a good thought. Um, though I'm also kind of curious why they truly would care that much. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Like, what are they going to do to stop it? I don't know. Um, so I he, think they just know that they've got to play ball. Yeah. To keep up appearances. Well, like, I know, you know, like, he's asked Harry to work with him and all that kind of stuff. And, like, obviously that's not going to happen. But... I don't like your methods, Minister. Yeah. God. We see sassy Harry in this chapter, and it is... It's the best. So... He's got good lines. Yeah, he does. Uh, So, Scrimmy says, I have some questions. No. I like it. It sounds like he would look like a moak. Yeah, <laughs> that's maybe. a name for a moak. Is that the new mascot? Can I just yeah. call him Scrim? Scrudgemere United's mascot is a moak named Scrimmy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so oh I and he runs around with ketchup and mustard at all the Quidditch matches. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> they race on brooms around the pitch oh at, <laughs> during the seventh inning stretch of a Quidditch match. Why not? I Megan spider. says, why not just call him Rufus? And that's because Rufus... Oh, we are not on first name basis. Is too kind. <laughs> Rufus <laughs> is a also, really cute name. Yeah, it's a cute dog name, and he does not fit that, so... Oh, um, okay, Scrimmy says, I have some questions for the three of you, and I think it will be best if we do it individually. If you two can nice wait try. upstairs, I'll start with Ronald. Ronald Milius. And Milius. Harry's real quick here and says, uh, we're not going anywhere. You can speak to us together or not at all. 
And I like how the book described Hermione as just like nodding, like, yeah, yeah, Harry, what Harry said, right. And Scrimger, <laughs> Scrimmy, doesn't like this, obviously. So I'm assuming he's not used to not being listened to, um, especially by a 17 year old, as he yells about in a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But he does give in rather easily to this uh, request and then gets to it. And he assumes that they know why he's here. It's for Dumbledore's will. And but they did not know that that was why. And I, I think that this is kind of a tactic, in my opinion. Like he wants to know if they were expecting something from Dumbledore. And then it's very obvious to see that none of them were. And I think that that's just kind of like confirming his suspicions, like that this is weird that they're getting something from him. Um, so Harry interrupts Ron as he begins asking a question and says, Dumbledore died over a month ago. Why has it taken this long to give us what he left us? And this is where Hermione chimes in with all of her wealth of knowledge. And she says, isn't it obvious they wanted to examine whatever he's left us? You had no right to do that. And Scrimmy dismisses her saying he does, in fact, have every right. Don't laugh at me. It's just Scrimmy. (laughs) And he goes on to explain the decree for justifiable confiscation gives the ministry the power to confiscate the contents of a will. But then Hermione continues her explanation because she says that that law was not created for this situation. That was made for the Malfoys. (laughs) Right. It was created to stop wizards passing dark artifacts. Not only that, but the ministry must have powerful evidence that the deceased's possessions are illegal before seizing them. She then asks, are you telling me that you thought Dumbledore was trying to pass us something cursed? Mm. And it, well, the ring was previously. True. (laughs) It makes me so mad though, that he being scrimmy. (laughs) (laughs) purposefully does not answer any of Hermione's questions. Mm. He will respond to some, to an extent of Harry's questions and even a little bit to Ron, but he just ignores Hermione's questions, which is too smart for him is a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does not answer the question. And all he does is ask Hermione if she plans on going into magical law. And she gives him a resounding no because she said she wants to do something good in the world and magical law ain't it so harry then asks so why have you decided to let us have our things now can't think of a pretext to keep them and hermione again interjects and says no it'll be because the 31 days are up they can't keep objects longer than that unless they can prove they're dangerous right and again he does not answer her he just Mm. moves on and looks to ron and says would you say you were close to dumbledore Ronald and then Ron answers and says me not not really it was always Harry who oh Ronald (sighs) uh yeah so he gets a look from Hermione that's immediate you should probably stop talking right now (laughs) uh but too late because that's exactly what good old Scrimmy wanted to hear I want you Mm -hmm. to know I wanted to write that the whole time but I didn't and I love that you brought it into you wanted to write Scrimmy yeah Literally? Yeah. <laughs> like you're meant for each other, right? <laughs> oh my God. Uh. So he jumps on this immediately and like pretty much just like jumps down Ron's throat 
And he's like, well, if you're not very close to Dumbledore, like, how would you account for the fact that he remembered you in his will? He made exceptionally few personal bequests. The vast majority of his possessions, his private library, his magical instruments, and other personal effects were left to Hogwarts. Why do you think you were singled out? And Ron's it like... It is sus. Yeah. Yeah. Ron's <laughs> like, I don't know. I think he likes me. <laughs> and Hermione's like, you're being modest. Dumbledore was very fond of you. And Harry's like, thinking in no. his head, that's, that's <laughs> a pretty big stretch. And but like, it's he, what should be said right now yes yeah he's like i don't really think ron and dumbledore were ever like alone together they like had no direct contact but yeah um so scrimger pulls out a scroll of parchment and reads the last will and testament of albus percival wolfric brian yes dumbledore to Ronald boy, so Billius sorry. Weasley. <laughs> like the way he says it in the movie is just like so particular. It I know. <laughs> I leave my deluminator in the hope that he will remember me when he uses it. Which okay, they change that in the movie. What they say in the movie? Uh, uh, that something about like how it'll. He hopes that it'll help him find his way if he yeah. needs it or something. Vomit. Like that. Yeah. Vomit. Anyways, um. <laughs> I have a lightning bolt round question for you guys, and it's a yes or a no. Uh. <laughs> it's your favorite thing. Okay. <laughs> Do you think the Deluminator is an enchanted muggle lighter? Huh. Five, four, three. Yes. Two. Yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? CBD, I don't know. It's not my it's not my answer to give. What? <laughs> what? I'm gonna say yes. And the reason why I say yes is because it's Dumbledore. He loves muggle trappings. He thinks it's great. Um and it does Harry notes it looks something like a silver cigarette lighter. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that would be absolutely brilliant if he did it. Agreed. I agree. <clears throat> It'd why not use illegal. those parts and enchant them that way? You know, why not? You know what's not silver? The one that you can buy. It's green. It has a silver top. Big whoop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, while I was looking up Deluminator, which always, I mean, like, it tells you, like, when you see it throughout the series, but there's one part, and it talks about one of the Fantastic Beast movies. And it says that Albus used this deluminator to flip an alternate dimension, flip to an alternate dimension when dueling his nephew. And I remember that part in the movie, but I never like connected that it was. I wish that we could have seen more of it mm. in the future because, yeah, I think they were definitely delving into more things that it could do with the Fantastic Beast movies. But mm-hmm. yeah, so the yeah, that was, I, that was I, I would love if he did that. Because it's very um, much like a call to um, Sirius's motorbike and Arthur with the car. Like, taking muggle things and making them magical. Mm -hmm. Which is literally Mr. Weasley's job to make sure people don't do that. But he also (laughs) doesn't. Do as I say, not as I do, sweet Mm -hmm. pea. Yeah. (laughs) He's probably like, well, I do it responsibly. 
Do you? Your sons flew it all the way to Surrey and back. Really? How did Surrey it go? <laughs> so that's the Deluminator, a.k.a. the Put-Outer. Because that's what we knew it as for a very long time. It is the Put-Outer. Yeah. So Ron looks absolutely stunned as he takes it. And Scrimger, of course, keeps pushing as he does to all of them in this chapter. And he's like, why would you get an item that's so rare? Like Dumbledore invented this. He must have taught thousands of students, yet you three are the only ones he remembers in his will. Why? What do you think you he three. meant for you to do with this? And Ron's like, put out lights, I suppose. <laughs> Just very Ron answer. <laughs> Best answer. But like, what else are you going to say? Right. I mean, they don't even really know what it does other than that. Right. I like what Vinny said, the level of insightfulness onto Ron's, into Ron's personality from Dumbledore on this choice of object is next level. I wonder if Truly. he sees part of himself in Ron. Maybe. With Maybe. the little that he knows. I mean, I feel like in one of, one of the earlier books, Ron was with Dumbledore at some point in the office and then Harry gets there and Ron is sent back out. Like it's at the end of the book. We should bring back Ron Bledore. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Time traveling. It, it, I, I feel like it's chamber. Um, yeah. So they do have some sort of communication by themselves in that time. It was probably when they were talking about their time travels. I don't know. Right. But like, I feel like Dumbledore is the kind of guy that can like really read someone from like initial meetings and they don't need too much to like go off of somebody's personality. Plus with like knowing his position in the family, I feel like Dumbledore can really relate to a lot of people, even if he doesn't say anything about it. He's always described as like, feel, you get, you feel like you're being x-rayed by x-rayed. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe he just did some good old mind reading and was like, I get this kid. I get it. <laughs> Maybe he saw a lot of Aberforth in him, too, because Ron's so overshadowed by the rest of Could his family. Be. You know, I think mm -hmm. it's a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, okay, Hermione's turn. To Miss Hermione Jean Granger, I leave my copy of The Tales of Beetle the Bard in the hope that she will find it entertaining and instructive. Mm. It's a small and very ancient book. There's stains on it. It's peeling on the, on the binding. The binding is fragile. It's fragile. Um, and Harry notices that the title's in runes, so good thing he gave it to Hermione because sh she took ancient runes, first of all. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's so sad because he's like, you know, we get the description of the book from Harry looking at it and how it's got like embossing. And then he sees a tear splash on the front cover from Hermione. <sighs> that made me sad. Yeah. Um, it so has to just mean so much to her. First, to just be included in this. Of course. Mm -hmm. And second to you know like to get a book from someone that means as much as Dumbledore like even if she doesn't fully grasp or understand why it's given to her like yeah I think she knows something's in it but she sure. just doesn't know what yeah um she's and that's why smart, she combs man. through it so much because yeah. Dumbledore's like she's gonna get it yeah, yeah. for sure um, so again, Scrimger pushes, like, why? Why this particular book? Did you ever discuss codes and passing secret messages with Dumbledore? Why would I tell you if we were? Why? What makes you think I'm going to? You already know that Harry is not cool with you. So why would his two best friends be? Yeah. And also, 
look at their faces. They're like shocked that they are even included in this. They had no idea this was coming. So good luck yeah. getting any kind of answers. Yeah. It's just a last ditch effort. Mm hmm. Uh, Hermione's trying not to cry and Ron pulls out his training from his book <laughs> and puts truly. his arm around her. Good one, Ron. Way to be a decent human being. <sighs> okay, Harry's turn. To Harry James Potter, he read, and Harry's insides contracted with a sudden excitement. Mm. I leave the snitch he caught in his first Quidditch match at Hogwarts as a reminder of the rewards of perseverance and skill. And Harry feels a little disappointed. Feels like it's all a little bit anticlimactic. So more questions and we get sassy Harry. So Scrumser said, why did Dumbledore leave you this snitch? No idea, said Harry. For the reason you just read out, I suppose. To remind me what you can get if you persevere in whatever it was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're almost done with this chapter. And we'll pick up with it in the next one. But Scrumser's really grasping at straws here. Like he's just desperate for any kind of information. We know that he has spent as much time as he is legally allowed combing through these, which Harry, I think, says later. Like, he puts him in his place. Like, why don't you do stuff instead of looking at an old snitch? Like, people are dying. I can't wait. Yeah. And he tries to make a connection between this snitch and Harry's birthday cake snitch. There's codes in the icing, friends. <laughs> There's codes in the icing. There's a big Deathly Hallow symbol. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, lightning bolt questions. I'm going to choose five because there's a lot here. Okay, let's oh see. Oh, boy. This is a fun question, especially because of what today was in real-time life for us. Sam asks, if you could have a snow day at Hogwarts or in the Wizarding World, what would you do? If I'm at Hogwarts, that means that I can do magic which means i'm definitely building the best snow castle of all time yeah i yeah. love that yeah i would do that and making a little bluebell flame jar i would yeah i'd make sure my <laughs> hannies never got cold <laughs> yeah um probably read in the common room yeah. like be cozy That'd be with the snow falling outside Mm-hmm. i did that today james took a super crazy long nap like Almost four hours. I don't think he's feeling very good. So we were like, we're just going to let him sleep. Mm -hmm. um, and I read while the snow was falling and it was great. Nice. I think I'd want to go sledding, but use magic to make sure that I didn't break any of my body. That's you like go valid. crazy fast, but like, yeah, like land put, in a poof. Yeah, like put like a cushioning <laughs> charm on myself. So if I go flying, yeah. it's all good. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, sledding is a lot of fun. Especially like the hills of Scotland. Come on. Heck yeah. Uh, Marguerite asks, what Disney food slash dessert combo would you want Molly to make? Um, well, Dole Whip always for me. <laughs> I feel like that's a given. We know that. Um, cheeseburger egg rolls are oh, one of my man, favorite things. Oh man, I was going to say that. <laughs> I love cheeseburger egg rolls so much. Um, I think probably that. I want some Anything homemade from Casey's, Mickey I guess. bars. <laughs> homemade Mickey premium bar. Yeah. And spicy chicken waffle sandwich. Mm. 
dashboard. Okay. Well, I was going to say the spicy chicken waffle sandwich. Sorry. Um, Tiffany stole my egg rolls. The birria tacos from Oof. Disney's California Adventure. Oof. <laughs> so those are... Those actually might be, and I'm really bummed that we didn't have time or space in our bellies to get them on this last trip, <laughs> but those might be my favorite quick service food at Disney. Wondrous to nice. behold. So freaking good. Um, okay, what was that, two? Okay. <laughs> Brie! <laughs> I, I can it. hear that gif from Boy Meets World. They want you to take the rolls. I can't. <laughs> I that you just unlocked something in my brain. Holy moly. Sorry for people just listening. There's like a meme from Boy Meets World where they're old people. Ugh. Nikki asks, who would you invite to your birthday tea besides the Weasleys? Like, I'm going to add Magical to this people? that it's going to be Harry Potter characters. Okay. Wait, what was it? <laughs> who, who would you, you invite, invite to, tea? to your birthday tea besides the Weasleys? Luna. Mm. Mm. Neville. Neville. Yeah. What? what? <laughs> Jinx, you and me, Coke. <laughs> I'm not very me. well connected to Neville for some reason. I don't know. Oh, are you, you already like in... such a cool Gryffindor? You didn't have to like prove your way to yourself that you're a real Gryffindor? Uh, yeah. That's very Gryffindor. That's exactly, <laughs> it. That's exactly it. I would invite Scorpius Malfoy. <gasps> and I would Teddy invite... Lubin. Sebastian from Hogwarts. Oh, Legacy. my... <laughs> pulling out all stops i would invite jacob sibling jacob sibling. shut <laughs> up <laughs> jacob's sibling and eric I munch stand eric, eric munch. munch eric munch yeah heck yeah and scrimmy heck no <laughs> just so i could laugh no. at his name scrimmy wait scrimmy Megan, or scrimmy the is, moke he is dead Scrimmy you cannot invite him to tea. I no, was... I'm going to invite Scrimmy the Moke. The I mascot. thought he was Scrimmy oh, the Moke. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant the Lion Man, and I was like, he's not very kind either. I need at, Scrimmy at did, the Moke and Rufus the Mole Rat to party together. Oh, my God. Rufus the Mole Rat? Yeah. Okay. Is that its name? Yeah, from Kim Possible. You're right. Rufus. Yeah. Is it Rufus? No, it's not. It, yes, is, it Rufus. is It's Rufus? Yes. Is it really? Discord back me up. I don't want to look it up. I feel like typing. I'm cold down here. It's naked mole rat. Its name is... I thought look it started with an C. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Okay. One more. Do you think that Ron and Hermione would have allowed individual talks if Harry didn't say something? I think they probably would have been too nervous to say something. No. No. Ron, no, I don't I, think, would have said something. Ron, Ron wouldn't have said anything. Hermione and Harry would have, though. I feel like Ron maybe would have figured out too late that it wasn't a good idea. Yeah. All right. Know. Give me the fan story, Kate. Can I have a charger so that I don't get interrupted while I'm reading this lovely fan story? Yes. Sharing chargers. Charger. I don't know what Sharing happened to the other chargers. Like a married couple would. Yep. Right. Okay, this comes from Esther. 
from January of 22. Hello. I started listening to Swish and Flick about a year ago at the suggestion of my little sister who had heard an ad for it and wanted to listen. What? Okay. That's cool. Sounds awesome. (laughs) I also probably won't even hear my Potter story until 2025. That's close. Because I'm still on episode 57. I was a big Potterhead, so I naturally fell in love with this podcast and you awesome ladies. And Ezra. (laughs) And Ezra. Ezra just texted me today. (coughs) I am in Ravenclaw House, the best one. And my Patronus is a Lynx. Nice. Not what I would have expected, but I think it fits me pretty well. My wand is sycamore wood with phoenix feather core and 11 inches, and my Ilvermorey house is Puckwudgie. Not in my Potter story. My two older sisters had read the books before me, so I'd been watching the movies since I was about five. I always knew the story, but in about second grade, I started to like to read, and so I picked up the Philosopher's Stone and started to read. My school was doing a week-long read-a-thon, and since I had all seven books thanks to my sisters, I read the first four in that week and naturally won the whole thing, grades K through five. Obviously, I was hooked, so I finished the last three in the next week. One of my most vivid memories from when I was little is bursting out crying in my second grade classroom while reading the part when, spoiler, Dobby dies. To be fair, that wasn't so long ago since I'm in sixth grade now, but I want to think that it will be one of those memories that I never forget. Anyways, in the time between then and now, I have reread the series more times than I could count, but recently I've been getting more busy with sports, and so I don't have a lot of time to sit down and read. That's where you guys come in. Does that mean that she's in eighth grade now (laughs) oh my god i've found myself listening to y'all while doing basically anything folding laundry Mm. stretching walking outside just chilling around the house literally anything and everything i've also returned Mm. to hogwarts by reading the series to my little sister who hates reading but loves potter and all of the different accents it is so great to hear other people's perspective on harry potter hope to hear you guys read this in 2025 love and support from esther how about 2024 yeah a year early who knows? You could be caught up. Could be. Yeah. I need an update. Let us know. Yes, please. Please, please. Thank you for your story. I love that your school had a readathon. That's awesome. That is really cool. Meg had a readathon. I did do a readathon for American Cancer Society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do another one this year. So thank you, Esther, for your story. Yeah, thank you. Um, I didn't grab my book, even of though it's right over there. Didn't. But I looked up a lion joke because okay. this is Scrimmy's episode, right? Scrimmy. Is that mm. what it's called? Yeah. Oh what? My. <laughs> the episode title. Yeah. <laughs> why did the lion lose at poker? I don't know, Katie. Why? He was playing with a cheetah. <laughs> That'll do it. That will do it. That was funny. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. All right. If you'd like to follow your host on social media, myself and Katie are on Instagram and TikTok at the Peaches Family, and Tiffany is on Instagram and TikTok at Tiff Swish underscore Flick. I don't believe anybody got bingo this episode. Um, and the House Cup standings are Ravenclaw in first place. <laughs> Ravenclaw in first. Gryffindor in second. Hufflepuff in third and Slytherin in fourth. All right, birds. Well done. Kaka. 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 We must find a bird. Oh my gosh. Well, 
This is for Mokes, you guys. They don't mm-hmm. get the the respect that they deserve. Mokes. Mokes. This I is love for it. <laughs> that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Oh, my voice. Okay. It was rather important to uh do that step. To record? Yeah, you know. Just a little. It's usually a <laughs> semi-good idea. Just a little. Oh, goodness. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? Yes. Okay. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.